0: following announcement has been paid for by
1: the New World Order. You know, it's a
2: tough job, but somebody's got to do it. People are wondering who's going to be next. Don't call us, we'll call you. Yeah, it's invitation only there, Chico's.
1: Well, you talk about the money. You talk about beating people up. Well, it's a new world order. And I hope it's okay because there's nothing you can do about it. That's right.
2: Power, <laughs> fame,
1: money, and now
2: our own corporations. You know, think about it. N-W-O. We're new. We're taking over world championship wrestling. And we're giving all the orders. It's the new way. Is that okay, Billionaire Ted? You don't like it? Come and fight Is WCW even gonna fight or we just gonna take it We make the choices Wait for the call
1: (laughs) You know Billionaire Ted With all of Ted's horses And all of Ted's men You're not gonna be able To put
2: the WCW Back together again I see it like this Everybody wants to know Who is next Look at the third man we deliver. Everybody wants to know who's going to be four, who's going to be five. Is it another outsider? Or is it somebody right in the CNN Center?
1: We don't need you. We don't want you. We'll take
2: you when we want you. These WCW guys, this Sting and Lex, they got soft. They living in Billionaire Ted's Country Club. Take a look at us. We have to fight, scratch, and claw for everything we got. And boys, we want you. I think the whole world wants to know one thing about Lex Luger. Hey, Lex.
1: What are you, bitch? <laughs> what are you, bitch, Lex? You guys know something. I almost forgot something that's really important. On August 10th, I'm wrestling the Giants. Oh. I forgot, it slipped my mind. I mean, the WCW heavyweight title is on the line. That means, gentlemen, in one given night, we get to beat up the best that the WCW has, gentlemen. I find it quite ironic that the WCW could be so weak to beg, to plead to cry out to the giant that he's their last hope that he's their only chance of surviving the wrath of the nwo on august the 10th hog wild brother on that night the Outsiders become the Insiders, and with 500,000 Harley Davidsons by their side, the NWO will establish itself as the greatest wrestling organization on the earth,
2: brother. You know, in Sturgis, me and the big man, we're going to take care of a little grudge man. You know, Sting... You painted-faced punk. You've been whining and crying about how much you want us. You get your partner. You get Luger. You two punks. You get all pumped up. And chicos, you want us. Don't sing it. Great. We call it Armageddon. The genesis has begun. It's a
1: new beginning. The beginning of the new world order. And on one given night, as you two amigos destroy the top talent in the WCW. The giant
3: shall crumble and fall at Hulk Hogan's feet. The preceding announcement
1: have been paid for by the New World Order.
3: It's oh. all open.
2: I gotta look far. All
3: right, guys, thanks for downloading this episode of the New Blood Rising podcast. As uh, we got a very special episode here, that's actually going to be in a crazy way, going to bridge our first season where we looked at WCW and our the end of WCW in the 2000s type of era, and then now with our 0102 WWF run here, so, and that entails, we're looking at the NWO, it's 20 years, we're almost at the point where it's 20 years since probably the most influential faction ever came together in professional wrestling. We're still feeling the effects of it today. I'm William Rankin, joined of course by Jason Keesler. How's it going? Charlie Stabile. How are you doing? We're a three-pack today. Martin could not join us, but he will, uh, there, you are going to hear from him. In this show at some point, it's going to be a a bit that he pre recorded for us and everything, just so he can be here a little bit more than just in spirit. So, before we get started, in the crazy, which uh, 1996 might be the most influential year in professional wrestling, Mm -hmm. it may not be the best year, but there are at least three significant events that change professional wrestling forever, each in varying degrees. One is what we talked about with this shows me about the NWO. Right. Austin 316. Mm -hmm. And then the the Iron Man match. Because that's proved that on a big stage that two non-giant, you know, classic professional wrestlers can put on an amazing match that will inspire people down the road to be like, I can do that. I feel inspired. Like, now I know that the ceiling is much higher for somebody of my size, you know? Like, it's amazing. It's such a... Like, there's so many anniversaries this year that that we're celebrating. But I'm so glad. Jason, this is... um. I'm glad you suggested doing this because, as I said, like it's cool that there's part of this that comes from our season one, yep. part of it's going to come from our season two, and then parts of it that are even pre-both of those. So a lot of this, pretty much this entire outline of this show, is based upon um, what you wanted to come up with. And tell me, like, kind of give everyone an idea of why you kind of organized this show the way you did. Well, it's because the NWO... Like you were talking
4: about 1996 being influential. I think the NWO formation and that faction was the longest impact other than, well, I mean, I know you made a really good argument for Brett and Sean, but bad guys being cool. Yeah. Like that started, well, it didn't, it brought the smart mark to the front Mm -hmm. because then you went to an event and no longer were you like a bad person for cheering a good guy. You were the cool guys. NWO was everywhere which we'll talk about in a little bit but not just in a wrestling ring. Um, the reason why I formatted it the way I did is because you know like any any good villain you got to know where they came from. And I want to talk a lot about right before the NWO because it was it was only like 6 weeks as far as the maturation of this that yeah. came up. So and then also how who benefited from the NWO not just NWO members and then really what
3: the impact of this is. Today, because it's still there, Charlie. This is something I was thinking about today because we've talked about stuff like this when it comes to WCW in the past. I'm going through and just kind of revisiting this, this might be the best booking they ever did. Was the form the pre it's because they turned their pre- time? Yeah, mm-hmm. and because even I thought about everything after this with Sting. This build up to Sting and Hogan, which most of that was good. Payoff awful. Just I'd based say on the execution, of it, all of
4: it was good except the
3: payoff, the, mm-hmm. right? <clears throat> um, Goldberg. A lot of that was very strong. Again, like, you know, did they 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 pull the trigger too quick on him, A, winning the belt, B, losing for the first time, or whatever, vice versa. This, though, seems damn near perfect, the way they orchestrated this from the debut of the Outsiders all the Mm. way through. They actually, what I think is unbelievable, when we get to the, we talk about Great American Bash. they took one pay-per-view where they're just like, we're going to have a match at the next pay-per-view. That's awesome. Mm-hmm. Like you don't see that very often where you're going to bring fans in to see one event and be like, yeah, we're not going to do anything here. But if you, you know, watch the next one, that's when we're actually going to have a match. Mm-hmm. That's brilliant. But it actually, it kept, it, it was really smart in how it kind of built the the storyline and everything. So to kind of kick it off, like, um, the first thing that you got listed here, Jason, it's very significant is talking about in Japan kind of where the roots of the NWO start. So kind of lead off, like kind of recreate that here for us from that time. Well, what's great is like, we're all, almost always contemporary now with WWE,
4: with the global Cruiserweight series, and then with them starting a business relationship with China. It's WCW always had a really good international business with New Japan. Um, and then with the, the big productions down in Mexico and Bischoff was just on a business trip. In Japan, and went to see um, one of their just big events at the Tokyo Dome. And this was on April 29th, in '96. So he's there and watches the main event. And I don't want to butcher these guys' names. Um, Please I feel do. Oh, okay. Well, I will butcher this name here. Here it comes. Is three, this, two.
3: Just say Hashimoto and Takata. Oh, yeah, we'll do that. Just Hashimoto and Takata. But.
4: okay. Sees it and then gets Hey Takata. It. How are you? <laughs> Dave's making his return to, to the podcast. But no, the the cool part about it was is that when Bischoff watched this and then the the translator that was there with him was kind of telling him the backstory of what they had done and about this whole uh other wrestling promotion that was a it's already independent, it existed outside of New Japan, came in and it was the storylines they were invading. And Bischoff just fell in love with that. And began to kind of gestate and germinate for that. And so that's where that part came in. And then the next convenient part is shortly after that, what's up?
3: He just looked at me weird.
4: (laughs) (laughs) He's looking for a reaction. Uh, The the next part was the curtain
3: call. Like what's weird is all these perfect events are going through. So, all right, um, this idea was already sort of tried by WWF. But it did not work out. Remember when Jim Cornette brought in the NWA? Well, they okay. That was that. That was they, about. They, they did that. No, actually, no, 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 no. We're t- I'm talking the American. Oh, King I know of, you're, you're Tom talking about like when Smoking or Smoky Mountain folded, you know, and they brought. Yeah. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. because the NWA one is like a couple years later, but it's the same sorry, thing. Yeah, it's, it's the same now. thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I got it. You. It just didn't. It just remember, wasn't that's where, that like, I think Undertaker and Kane wrestled each other, but he wasn't Kane yet. Like, this is like. Like some of those Smoky Mountain matches where WWF guys came down, right? Like I think Taker, Red Russell. Hart went to Smoky Mountain. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. They they had that, in, and it, it was it was like your pre NXT type of thing. It was like a way to like, okay, are these guys going to be serviceable on the main? So I'm curious. Like the curtain call to me when I saw that on here, I was like, I always think of that as really that changed WWF
4: well, what, more than it did with WCW. What it did hard. with WCW, though, I mean, it changed them both. Is that's Nash and Hall leaving? So meaning you, know, you got this perfect moment for these guys that. I mean, they're out. And I'm, you know, con- you, you hear from other people's podcasts and interviews, they were probably already talking about it months before that happened.
3: Well, Vince knew they were Did, going to do it. That's like, if you got a plug, um, it's James Dixon's book. I think it's called um, S- Stunners, Screwjobs, and. Sharpshooters. I forget. It's <laughs> something. It, it's or I think it's Smiles because he lost the smile. Yeah, yeah. It's a it's a Titan series. It's really really good. He was just on. He did an interview recently because he's done this cool series of books. It's it's Titan Shattered. I think they're they're different books about WWF in the nineties. Sure. And he did a great amount of backstory. And he talked like uh, I think one of the things they talked about was that Vince knew they were going to do it. The curtain mm. call? He, oh yeah. He flat out. I like, heard that too. And, and that. But he didn't know it was going to be. Uh, hugs and like was, I think he thought it was going to be a handshake yeah and I guess and have you ever seen the the, f- the fan filmed footage yeah. of it well, that's, with, the, with the guy commentating over it no that's fascinating yeah because you can hear this guy as he's filming it and right when they hug he starts screaming it's, oh my god like because like, so you could so that was definitely frowned upon like yeah, in, like, like that the audience would respond to in that way but, oh, they're Is breaking they, you, I was thinking when, when I saw that on there I was like without that guy's footage or the guy that got that, like, yeah. that. That's a footage that we've got of the, of the curtain call is we all we saw. Like, mm-hmm. is it the only one that exists? Like I've never, I've never e- seen one from a different angle. No, that's what's so cool about it. I was like that dude illegally, illegally.
2: <laughs> no camcorders. <laughs> Uh-oh. God it's damn.
3: so, <laughs> I mean, it's, 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 seminal. Like thank God yeah. for that guy. Thank God for oh, whoever. I him for it. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, um, it is significant just because
4: it is their exit. Well, right, and, and going back to what Charlie said about the the first invasion with Smoky Mountain is on the national stage. People didn't know who these people were, right? So that's why it didn't work. So here you have two big, big names mm-hmm. leaving and then coming in because it was, you know, that's three. You know, that's like three weeks after Bischoff went and saw this match and starts gestate this idea. And then three weeks later is when these guys officially leave. So, I mean, I'm sure during that time he was deciding what to do. But it's like this is the beginning because it's within just a few weeks later from this is the Nash or Hall showing up first mm-hmm. and then Nash.
3: Now, as we dive into that, let's let Martin cut in here so mm-hmm. he can kind of give some backstory on where both Kevin Nash and Scott Hall come from through their beginnings, WWF, and now into WCW.
5: Hello, 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 all of you out there in the listener land. This is Martin Dixon on an even bigger time delay than usual, as I can't actually be there in person. But in lieu of that, I am here to bring you the skinny on the pre-NWO careers of one Scott Hall and Kevin Nash. So without further ado, let's get in with Scott Hall. Uh, his first taste of professional wrestling came in 1984 when he joined the NWA and a feud against trainer Dusty Rhodes, which is one hell of a feud to kick off your career. Um, he would let a team with the future Whalen Mercy who was Dan Spivey um, until 1985 when uh, as magnum Scott Hall and growing a moustache that Tom Selleck would even bear before he, uh, he joined the AWA uh, he became one of their top babyfaces even winning their tag titles alongside a very very young Kurt Henning. Um he would even face Stan Hansen for the AWA title but would come up short um, and hating the Minnesota winters he would jump back to the NWA in 1989 um, he left again in, in the same year to Germany before returning to the US um, when NWA became WCW uh, and was rechristened as the Diamond Stud, taking Diamond Dallas Page as his manager um, and would uh, play a part in the infamous Chamber of Horrors match in which Abdullah the Butcher was electrocuted on pay-per-view. Um, following this he would uh, actually have a short-lived tag team with one Vinny Vegas who we'll hear more about later Um, and despite being earmarked for a spot in Dangerous Alliance, that fabulous Paul Heyman stable, um, Hall would uh, take his leave and depart for newer climbs in the World Wrestling Federation uh, becoming a Cuban heel, Razor Ramon, uh, Hall would finally get his big break, uh, feuding with top stars, winning four Intercontinental titles, uh, and gaining supreme backstage powers. one-fifth of the click alongside Scott Hall and future um, uh, future stablemates. Uh, Razor Ramon losing to The Kid on an episode of Raw would kickstart Sean Walton's career uh, into the future x pack, and a feud with uh, clickmate Shawn Michaels would define the ladder match for years in the WWF. Um, As 1996 rolled around, Hall would be approached by one Eric Bischoff about returning to WCW, and when he was too good to refuse, and Hall would soon hand his notice in, but not before one more infamous Madison Square Garden house show. And now for the other half of our outsider equation. Uh, Not in fact the English cricketer of the same name. Kevin Nash would be a collegiate basketball star, German basketball league player, military policeman, and an auto-assembly worker in his native Detroit. Whilst in Atlanta GA and the, as the floor manager of a strip club, Nash decided his next career move would actually be in the game of pro graps. He uh, debuted for WCW in 1990 with a bright orange mohawk as Steel in the Master Blasters tag team, uh, who would fight for many titles but not win any, always coming up on a losing end. Uh, Nash would soon strike out on his own um, uh, as Steel, but then in February of 1991 uh, he would debut a new gimmick which would certainly live in infamy. Uh, managed by the great wizard, Oz was a silver-haired take on the eponymous Wizard of Oz, jobbing throughout 1991 until changing in 1992 to Vinny Vegas, a wisecracking mobster character. Um, originally a member of a stable entitled A Half Tonne of Hell, managed by Harley Race, which is a hilarious name for a stable, uh, Vegas would, like Scott Hall, eventually join DDP in another stable, The Diamond Man. Um, until 1993, um, after tagging with Tyler Mayne, who would later play a saber in the original X-Men movies, uh, he too then left for the WWF alongside Hall. Um, arriving in the WWF as Diesel, uh, a name rep- reportedly given to him by Shane McMahon, uh, Nash would play the on-screen bodyguard of Shawn Michaels and off-screen bodyguard of Shawn Michaels as during the latter's more rambunctious off- r- off-road actions. Um, before making mo- moves inside the ring in 1994, including career-making forms in the 1994 Rumble, um, Diesel would reach the top of the mountain, defeating Bob Backlund at an MSG house showing just eight seconds to lift the WWF title, which he would hold on to for a year until losing it to Bret Hart. Um, he would also face The Undertaker at WrestleMania 12. Uh, Nash would also fall in with Shawn Michaels' click and would wield unimaginable backstage power. But until Scott Hall told him of his WCW deal and the favoured nations closing his contract that states if WCW were to offer Nash more money, Hall would get more money, Nash too decided to leave. Um, the two's final night with the Fed would be an NSG house show, um, at the end of which the remainers are, uh, members of the clique um, would all hit the ring and celebrate as together, despite the fact that they were actually feuding at the time. Um, this break, breaking of the taboo of kayfabe would, uh, would cause massive backstage uh, heat for Sean Hunter and Sean Waltman, who were still with the Fed. But, of course, in the fallout of the curtain call, Nash and Hall got off scot-free and got to join WCW and therefore make the history that everybody's going to be talking about right now. So that's it. That's a brief history of Scott Hall and Kevin Nash's roads to WCW. Um, thanks for listening, and hopefully I'll be back on live for the, another episode soon, and I'll, uh, I'll see you then.
3: Did he reference Super Shredder? <laughs> oh. I think Scott Hall killed a guy. <laughs> Martin, get on that. No. <laughs> Poor Martin. Wouldn't it be great? Wouldn't it be. <laughs> the missing evidence. Of the be great? Martin flies over to the states. He puts on like the the trench coat and the hat, and he's got the little notepad, and he's going uh-huh. around scribbling notes, getting hmm. the lowdown on what happened. Only at Martin, con- we can
4: constantly hear his in head voiceover oh my god that would be amazing it becomes
3: like the Maltese Falcon all of a sudden <laughs> in the big sleep it's like every type of noir cliche is just Martin trying to dig up something that's already on the internet probably somewhere and it doesn't require any of this but that would be just the fun but what anyway a- um, that debut I like, I think over time we've seen the Scott Hall interrupting the match of the jobbers mm-hmm. like so I don't even remember times. what the match was No, it doesn't even finish it no. just interrupts it but him him debuting, like, a lot of these things, like, we've seen in compilation videos. And he came out and of the crowd. Yeah. It's so cool. And that's what was so weird about yeah. it, is it. you know, we take that stuff for granted now, but... And he was so I've never really razor. seen that. He yeah. was so razor. He was very, I mean, very, Threatened weird. a lawsuit. Right, on, right. right. The, the yeah, cease he, and desist. The, yeah, the hair. Remember what he said when he got in the ring? You, yeah, you know who I am. But you don't you know, know why I'm here. Why? I'm here. Exactly. Because then, like, like almost, like, well, well, I guess it was intentional, but you created this mystique, like... He's from the WWF. they're going to be invading here. And it's like, no, not necessarily, but we're not going to tell you otherwise. And right. it's neat how they let that kind of, but anyway, what's significant was he, he says he's got two other guys
0: mm-hmm.
3: that are going to be joining him. Well he's got the big
4: surprise for Sting, which right. was Nash, where we get the greatest uh, incorrect, oh grammatical error in history. <laughs> yeah play He yeah, <laughs>
3: <laughs> ruined an almost perfect moment. <laughs> <laughs> and, they're, and this is when they're standing above Eric Bischoff. When yeah. Bischoff was just a commentator, he was playing the, the Vince McMahon, McMahon role, exactly. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And now it's always been, and it's never really been confirmed, but there's always been all these stories and rumors and hypotheticals about who the third man was supposed to be originally. Mm-hmm. Right. I think we, in the Monday Night War thing, they talked about it a lot too, didn't they? Oh, you know, yeah. And mm-hmm. Like uh, Bret Hart was who Bischoff originally. That's when they were. That's when the first. Talks were to get him over, right? Well, right, and at the time, what was what was? Oh, Brett was gone. Brett was gone yeah, in the yeah, summer of 99. Yeah. This was lonesome was Dub. Lonesome Dove. No, I'm gonna go, you know, <laughs> no, uh, I'm gonna play this part. I'm gonna be a cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> so he's on a flag. <laughs> can you just Could see, see him run, walking into town, just like the same kind of strut? <laughs> he looks over at the he looks over the saloon. <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> Takes off some
4: like. Iron rim glasses to put on a small child. You're about to witness murder. I
3: don't even know what a huckleberry is. Like... Well, you got a sarsaparilla. I don't know. <laughs> guy shoots at him. He no sells the bullet, puts him in the sharpshooter in the middle of the furrow. There was also sting. 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 Yes. Yeah. That, and I was thinking about like how, like, what that would have been like. I think it would have been awesome, but it wouldn't have had the long-lasting no. effect of Hulk Hogan. No. Anymore. Just like Brett wouldn't have been. I mean, no. It would have been really cool mm-hmm. short-term, but long-term. Even though long-term Hogan gets really decrepit. But at but least for those nice. first couple years. Mm-hmm. amazing. Yeah, this was Hogan uh, reinventing himself. Uh, finally. Finally. And, yeah, because he said uh, – I remember it was his Eat True Hollywood story that he was starting to hear more booze than he was cheers. And- What's crazy is like, that's what was happening at the end of his WWF cur- run. Like, people yeah. were starting to do that. Uh, then. Sid. Yes, like when he healed out on Sid at the Rumble. So they turned Sid heel and have Hogan face him. <laughs> yeah. that's the best way to deal with it, brother. Which that I mean, will I mean, happen like I mean, 15 years the, later I mean, with Sean. I mean, want you <laughs> win the title for me, Terry. I don't care. I don't even care. I worked my ass off for it, big bitch. I don't <laughs> fucking care. <laughs> Go fuck yourself, Terry. Oh. <laughs> But, um, and Hogan had been gone, uh, for mm-hmm. a little bit. Like, yeah, like he wasn't, uh, right. I, I think he was doing Thunder in Paradise. Is that still going on there? No, I think he was He was already finished. Well, was he finished? Was He'd he only been, a been in WCW. Was there a movie? He place? hadn't even been in WCW for a year at this point. Is he came in what, '94? Oh, sorry, yeah, sorry, was, sorry. He yeah. came in '94, yeah. Bachelor of the Beach '94, that was his first. Yeah, that was yeah. Because, that yeah. yeah. which, that's a great match. I think this is oh, when yeah. he was doing the oh, Three Ninjas. ninjas. Well, that might have been. High Noon and Mega Mountain? Yeah, with Jim, Evil Jim
4: Garnest and Lonnie. Lonnie, innocent.
3: Yeah, you know, I read somewhere like last week, that's Victor Wong's favorite three ninjas movie. Well look who he gets to work with. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's not, true. A lot well, better some... than knock off Steven Seagal. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Dude I always thought it was Steven a Seagal. <laughs> and I always thought that guy worked for Domino's Pizza. No.
4: <laughs> well, I don't think he does.
3: No, 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 no. You know what I'm talking about? It's the one like shitty henchmen. Okay. You're talking about the Home Alone guys? Yes. <laughs> the, the, the Home Alone slash Jay and Silent Bob guys? That's why I like that and Mary. <laughs> <laughs> and Curly. Yeah, because there was three of them. <laughs> the diarrhea. They were horrible. Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking tum tum, tum, tum. tum tum that tum. fucking guy. <laughs> <laughs> he was a <like> six. <laughs> he I go burn burn Sharpshooter on tum tum. He's tapping out the <laughs> With the Cheetos coming out of his mouth. Oh! <laughs> hit the alarm, Rocky. You can be Rocky. You get, you to, get, Rocky. An alarm you get for to their parents.
4: Yeah, you get to be Rocky. You get to be Colt. Who are you, Tum Tum Why? It wasn't even funny. It wasn't like he was. He a wasn't piece. even fat. No, he wasn't fat at all. would no, has been great. If he got chunk from the Goonies. With the Tom Tom Shuffle. <laughs> and then they confused
3: everyone with the sequel, mm-hmm. which was oh, actually yeah. the third movie. Yes. But, but it came out second. <laughs> and then the third one, which was the second, came out direct to video. I don't know how they screwed this up. <laughs> they, they screwed it up but, so bad. What franchise I is this actually, like? This is like, uh, what's well, the, uh, what's the other franchise? Is it the Mega Man's, like for video games where like, it's all. Mega Man X? Mega Man yeah, like X1? Yeah, like, I the, uh, forget. There's I the know. NES series and the Super Nintendo. Right. Well, at least series. those are
4: different because this was 20XX and then.
3: Bottom line, that first Three Ninjas movie was awesome. When well, I was yeah. a kid, I hadn't yeah. seen it in a long the ba- time. The fucking basketball game. like oh. it's a, it what was like, the fu- song playing? Because like, yeah, the soundtrack was kick There's a montage there. mm-hmm. <laughs> that's dedicated to this basketball game where Rocky and Cold are squaring off against, you know, Bulk and Skull of the school or whatever. <laughs> 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 what the fuck, man? It's so... Aw- oh god, that movie is so much fun. Yeah, as a child, as a child, was, uh, now who knows what it looks like now? You look like a big pervert watching, <laughs> dude. Why are you in your underwear watching Three Ninjas? Speaking <laughs> of looking like a pervert, <laughs> so oh, <whoa>. transitions. <laughs> That's a- Side tangent, real quick. I'm in Toys R Us. It's never. I always feel weird going into Toys R Us by myself. Now, <laughs> like, it's just weird. Thank God for my son. And man. then to top it all off, like, if I couldn't feel weirder, my zipper was down. when I <laughs> <laughs> And I realized it when I got to the so, register. Are, are you supposed to be going and knocking on these doors, and telling people you're here? Sure, somebody pulled my dick out. <laughs> <laughs> I had a Finding Nemo toy. <laughs> Awkwardly holding it
1: low Yeah I was <laughs> and, and I had like An inner monolog like Does this draw more attention Or less Does this draw more Like guys I found Dory And she said, oh, god. oh god She remembered
3: <laughs> Anyway So NWO
4: Back, Yeah I was like The side tangent to Wow the side tangent. But um,
3: what was neat Was like how though It's Hall And the Nash And then it was like he, They basically said we, We've got a third guy third We man. want your best th- We want your three Against us Yeah and to WCW's credit, they did pick their best three. Yeah. In a... Ra- like, I like how it was a random drawing. It was like, what a lovely... Bubba Rogers. like, Sergeant Buddy Lee Parker was in there. Sergeant Craig <laughs> <there. laughs> the Pitbull Pitman. The Guardian Angel. Scotty Riggs. <laughs> <laughs> Boo. I'll,
2: give me a Arachnaman or whatever. Arachnaman. The Black Scorpion Returns. And <laughs> Robocop 2.
3: <laughs> yeah. But, yeah, but... That's what was neat then. It's like, that was in May. So then they have Great American Bash where, like, they, that's, what's, we were just talking about, they didn't pay it off. They're like, no, 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 we're going to use this as a way to bridge it and keep it going. It's like, this is where Bischoff officially accepts for WCW, right? Yeah, this is where he comes up and says, this is it. This is the time. Now, do you remember when they start calling them outsiders? Like, when they actually gave them the proper name? (sighs) Did Zabisco call them that first? I mean, I can't remember. Because I don't think they they ever referred to themselves as the outsiders. I think it was one of the commentators. Yeah. Because it, yeah. One month, and, and 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 just to tie this into present day, like this is what sucked about the um, the, the club, oh, the, the <laughs> club coming in. Man. Like at first, I was like, yes, they're doing it just like the outsiders. These guys in their jeans and their shirt just run in, do a move, go out, and, and that do, do, do a move, move. yeah, because I mean, that's all the that, Exact. Um, <laughs> wow. I gave a maestro cradle and I left. <laughs> maestro
1: cradle, <laughs> oh, oh, peril. <terror>!
0: Uh-huh. <laughs>
4: Because <laughs> they were the, the thing was is that I mean this isn't even going back and looking at with the the same WWE revisionist history glasses, but they were way OP, like they were way overpowered. Like the one where it's Hall and Nash with each having a baseball bat, which I understand is scary, but took like fought off the entire WCW top. Is this top the night
3: that they long darted Rey Mysterio? I th- I, no, this I happens that was, during this because I remember watching that and I really it was thought just they the needed two to call of them. The there was no Hogan yet <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. and then, like they, people the the actually did call, call yeah. yeah well yeah like, when when, ah. when Nash threw Rey Mysterio I remember just like coming out of my seat ah. I, yeah. and I just <laughs> come wait <"Cav-ways, laughs>
0: Kevin B <laughs> you are my
2: friend <laughs> <laughs> yeah <laughs> Dude, he
3: walks alone. <laughs> He's don't the his friend. He's the don't, fucking cheese. Cheese stands alone. Batista. Batista stands so, alone. So, there's that. Little belly button tag. <laughs> I got the. God's back, uh, So, by the time Bash and the Beach rolls around, because what's funny is I know you mentioned first, like, you want to talk about the whole card, and I looked at it. And I was like, the, the rest of this show is awful. <laughs> nope. Like, because you some... still got 95 WCW yeah. <laughs> going on
4: in that card. Because you still have kind of like the horsemen fighting
3: the Dungeon of Doom. Yeah, well, like, it's the same night where, like, Ric Flair is a heel, but the rest of the horsemen are face. How the hell does that work? Like, like, what? Well, you're the... We only cheat when he tells us to. Yeah, he gets bizarre... But anyway, like, what I loved in revisiting the main event, and again, like we talked about, it's on a bunch of compilation. We've seen this match so many different ways, chopped up and everything. And it's not that good of a match. No. It's no, just the anticipation the, of where's the third guy because the third guy doesn't come out. No. The commentary is great because it's so impassioned. Like they put, they they really act like it's life and death, and which is nervous and scary. Which is great because like during the invasion, like Jim Ross, kind of channels that, but it doesn't feel as like this where it's like this feels like life or death for this was a real like realism and they called it a takeover match I think right they did What's well, the they, hostile takeover hostile but they takeover. actually like they like yeah. whereas like the inaugural brawl but this is one <laughs> of the first times I remember them incorporating realism yeah into a storyline and you know not saying WWF but you know Bobby Heenan saying stuff North. like we're at war yeah, yeah, the, yeah up in New York like that you know it's just wow oh um did you know the Heenan thing has like been since been edited out now? Which part? I saw, I heard he the this. Third? Could he be the third man? Oh god, he ruined it. Man. But yeah. at the same time, he, it's, but it's Bobby Heenan. But, but he never liked Hogan. He right. always like. It I makes knew sen- it. It makes sense for him to say that. I never thought twice about it. Like it, it to me, like it always like he. They, always, they edited out of the network. I think so. I, I think in some. I'm not sure, but I know in some sources... Whose source, side is he on? I mean, that he says is, a lot of things. Yeah. And like to me, like that's something is is re- remembered as anything else from that, is the, him saying that. So to get rid of that, whatever source of that match that's edited that, that's terrible. But anyway, the... Damn it, Bobby, damn it. Because, like, so to backtrack, like, the one thing... There are two things that make me laugh about this match. A, they all come out wearing stained paint. Yep. Sting, Savage, and Sting Luger. is the leader, and I'm like, Savage is on this team, too. Savage. <sighs> yeah. But His run is so... so w- Savage's WCW run is, is pathetic. And it gets worse once, you know, mm-hmm. spoiler he joins the <laughs> NWO. <laughs> but, um... Uh, the fact that Luger gets bitched out, like, immediately. Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah I don't remember anything he does in Because he, cause he, gets, he like, gets hurt. He gets hurt uh, immediately.
4: Yeah, and he has to get taken to the back. So, then you have <laughs> a fair fight, <laughs> Going that, over. that plate adjusted halfway. Elizabeth,
3: <laughs> give me some pills. Oh. Give me some pills and some booze And then run. <laughs> Don't look back. <laughs> <laughs>
4: you want <laughs> another? <laughs> 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 must, Elizabeth there. Must go faster. Must go faster. I'm <laughs> going <laughs> with, pa- again with the paddle. i with the The in the rearview mirror close to that pier. He's he <laughs> <laughs> still is the Luger side now, is based now, upon could have notion. predicted
3: that Randy and I would get a divorce after we'd gotten married she's, she's doing the chaos there.
0: she's <laughs> <laughs>
4: breaking up slim jims as the grease is just leaking through her hands.
2: That's Rick Slayer. No. He's got some great Saint Elizabeth pictures. Oh yeah, Photoshop before Photoshop existed. Oh man, man.
3: taking some dynamite. Those are like, great pictures Whoa. because they were probably real. <laughs> they just—they—they took, took like they probably had everyone down there anyway. But um, <laughs> Whoa,
1: with Elizabeth, it? it's
3: the Royale Rumble. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> How do you get eliminated? <laughs> Uh, <laughs> must, go must go faster! Must go faster! Must still holding it I keep envisioning, too, like, the shirt's too tight, Luger. Just, shirt's too tight! fall <laughs> <laughs> bra Luger. running <laughs> through the park. <laughs> 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 Super bra sad.
0: <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, Billy, you got enough money to pay me? John Hammond, you got enough money to pay me. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
3: All right, so, um... Luger gets bitched out immediately, and it's down to two-on-two. Two. And then the match itself, like, it's... I remember this also from the commentary, when they tag in Savage, like, Dusty Rhodes goes berserk. Like, oh, man! Here we come, brother! Yeah. Oh! He is berserk for He's it. He's ready. Yeah. And it's like... And again, like, just... Because it's such a well-built story, like, everyone's into it. Like, mm-hmm. the crowd, and everything's into it. And that's that's why when Hogan comes out, and it's just like, oh, well, of course. Now, let me ask you, like, I didn't watch it live, so yeah. I've only seen it after the fact. Did you see it live? I didn't see it live. Did you see it during the time? I saw it
4: during the time, for sure, because it was like the, well, because it was in the summer, but I'm hanging out with people,
3: and I'm like, hey, you know, Hogan's a bad guy. And I'm like, would you have bought it? Like, would you have bought that Hogan was going to turn? No. I wouldn't. Not um, the million. That's a because the whole point, it, it can all be traced back to the fact that Hogan turning heel was unthinkable. Yeah, I never never crossed my mind. Unthinkable is correct. I never would have thought about it. No. Ever. It's like why doesn't Hogan turn bad? Hogan doesn't turn bad. He doesn't have a no. So he's the ultimate good guy. When he drops a leg, like they're <sighs> I love watching the crowd. Mm-hmm. Like from the second he's looking around to the second he hits the ropes, because it's like why why would he hit the ropes? Yeah. <laughs> Was he and I always thought Savage's legs were weird through this whole thing. Because he's laying there like this. And then when he gets leg dropped, his legs don't move. He just kinda like, cross is over. <laughs> <laughs> Ross, he just died. Yeah, oh <laughs> <goodness>. <laughs> Be a man. <laughs> that's... Uh, oh, wow. But, but so, uh, it's... I mean, the the promo speaks for itself that oh, he it's drops. Great. Even yeah. though, like, does he... The match call, never ends. He, I know. <laughs> it's... Uh, the, he calls it the new world order of wrestling. This, this oh, is oh, the, the new so world order of wrestling. brother. Yeah. yeah. And this was, I think, the first time we ever saw Trash yes, the but Yes, that's what was going to say next. Which it became wins. a staple
2: of WCW. Oh, yeah.
4: Well, it seemed like... With them, it it as shitty as it seems now. At the time, it seemed really awesome because it's like cool. people hate these guys, and Scott Hall just taking it.
3: Yeah, boom. It was a good thing. brings it up. It's a good thing they didn't do it on Samsonite briefcase night. Just. <laughs> 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 Is that a basketball yeah. thing? <laughs> it's <says, "Sansonite> briefcase. <laughs> <laughs> the thing about the money. In the uh, I think Roman was a Roman that got hit by a briefcase. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a, a homemade. homemade <laughs> <big> <laughs> <briefcase>. yeah. <laughs> <It's> loaded <laughs> fucking. Cashed life. it in on a guy who didn't
4: have a title. <laughs> um, <laughs> I want that European title to be brought back. Do you want it? No, I want cash it. in. <laughs>
3: but yeah, that um. That promo, that the trash in the ring, like it was, and then Hogan doesn't even come out till like the it's at the week later. Oh. Yeah, not the next Nitro, the Nitro after. It's like, yeah. Oh yeah, he had down to grow that stumble oh, Is Just the one that's in uh, Sturgis. I I don't think so. I don't think they were at the point of the. I think Road Wild was close. Okay, it yeah. wasn't well because that. well, that's where he beat the Giant, I believe. Yes. Well, there's that, but I remember them cutting a promo uh, in the ring. Of an outdoor venue, you know, the kind of thing mm-hmm. WCW would do. Yeah, and Hogan was in all the black. Yeah, and just how jarring that looked. I forget. Yeah, yeah that. But the moment that happens, like it felt like everything changed. Like that, like wrestling, everything wrestling changed, changed, changed because it was. I think it was also the point where WCW was like uh, clearly going ahead of. Well, yeah, I don't know. The, I don't know the date. I don't know this the the precise Monday night where they started their eighty two.
4: I don't know if it was the the one down. right
3: after, or if it
4: was the one after Hogan beat the Giant, where is the world champion.
3: Yeah, because they just go on a run for this. So now, the next thing. So moving past Bash of the Beach, like the next couple, the next big thing to talk about is the had Are the members? Yeah, this enormous roster. Oh. So, because I was thinking about this, like, did you like it better when there was just the three? Yes. Like, would you? Did you want any more to get in? Like, be in there? Well, who was number four? Giant. Well. I've got him. Ted DiBiase. Ted DiBiase was the fourth, Uh because he's. Which is brilliant because they were saying he was funding them, which I was like, brilliant, so good because who else to beat billionaire Ted than the million dollar billionaire Ted, as they called
4: him, right? Because it. Well, it was the Hogan was or DiBiase is the money guy, right? And then after DiBiase, you get six, which is weird because you get a. Like I just remember going who the fuck is that and why is it a big deal but then it made sense because you needed WCW was real big on like the Cruiserweights were starting to pump and so you needed a guy to go in as part of this and game. well they also Every were big WWF guys, guys. Yeah. exactly they're
3: yeah. all ex-WWF yeah. guys which still makes that NWO like more like just closet WWF invading mm-hmm. WCW still which is and just so good. until the next mm-hmm. one the giant <laughs> just so weird because they he well, and I remember all, that Nitro uh-huh. yeah and it was just like Really? Like, they beat the shit out of so, you. So, uh-huh. I get, the best way, I think, to go through this is, who do you think, like, who do you think benefited from being in there? Buff Bagwell. Yes. yes. That was the number one. Cause, and Scott Steiner. Yes. And, yeah. I think those... That were, turn was good. Yeah. When Steiner turned. Oh, yeah. Whoa. I think Buff is the number one guy who benefited because he completely reinvented his character. He was the 100%. main event of some mid-card NWO. I think mm-hmm. Scott Steiner could have been Big Papa Pump outside of NWO, but it definitely helped him. Yeah, it, it, it helped, helped him, gave him so. Because there, there was a well.
4: couple of, there was like a month with him trying to decide who he was. Because remember he came out and he was, he was wearing all white yeah. he had like super bleach, so like Buff was calling him White Thunder, and then it yep. was a Big Bad Booty Daddy and yeah. then it, Big Papa Pump, and then that's when it stuck. But and Being a part of a group gives you that liberty, whereas Scott Steiner solo just means Scott Steiner wouldn't work.
3: But on the flip side of that, I think there was a huge benefit to the one person who didn't end up joining, which was Diamond Dallas Page. Yeah, that was cool. Which was one of the greatest Nitro moments because, yeah, yeah, it was like, oh, they
4: got him too. Well, because at the time, he was starting to get over, but it was really the diamond cutter what was over. It was this move that could just end at any time because they had... For a while, WCW had slimed him. He was just a slimy heel. He yeah. stole Eddie Guerrero's Battle Bowl
3: ring. like the cigar. Yeah, just all this they kind wore of... He pink. Yeah, he... Trash. Trash. Like, Trash. I think and that's it's exactly tra- the way yeah. to describe it. But he... That night on Nitro, that elevated mm-hmm. him so big. Oh, I love when they talk about him. It. So Him or Hall or... they all. Well, have, he said it was Hall's talk? idea. Yeah. Or, yeah. Which is the best part. And it
4: worked, especially if you'd watched WCW for a long time like I had. Mm-hmm. Because of... The Diamond Stud and Vinny Vegas and like these, their history a little bit. You're like, well, this, this makes perfect sense. And then when it happens, it's it's great because they were the buildup too is like they were talking. Well, the NWO is trying to court you, and he's like, well, you know, when things chips are down, because the chips were really down for WCW, they couldn't get a win anywhere. He's like, there's only one way to go. He's like, you got to go NWO. And then later that night is where they had that event, and what he meant was he's going to start attacking and running. Right, mm-hmm. And that crowd was all over him. It was like, woo, woo. I don't know, you too. <laughs> so just, what, what, what was that? No, it was just, it's, Charlie, when he adjusts his glasses, I don't know if it's a subtle thing from being a bartender. Do you wear your glasses when you bartend? I don't have contacts, so yet. yeah. Okay, so, but it's just, I don't know if this is a way of just flipping off shitty customers, because he tends to adjust his glasses only with his middle finger every time he does it.
3: I was biting my index. My, my index. See. So yeah. No. Okay. So, how many members is too many members? Like that—that's you wrote that. I'm okay the with that... Ted DiBiase. Right. I'm okay with that because he wasn't wrestling. Right. But he also brought in Vincent. Mm-hmm. Right. V- and that's what they called him, Vincent, which was a nice little jab. Yeah, right back at you, right, fucker. Yeah. But uh, after that, I'm good. Like, because it just got bigger I, and bigger and <laughs> like having like I I don't like I liked. When you have like the obviously the big three are your main event NWO guys. Mm-hmm. I don't think it's bad to have like secondary like just one guys is okay team. to get pinned. Like I I think Norton I like Norton and Bagwell. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I really like their, they were a good team. Yeah, they I really Scott like Flash Norton. Mm-hmm. But then like the Conans like it's no it I, I don't like I, I hate dissing Conan because like you know he obviously like he had a he had a run where he was way over and yeah. probably more so in Red and Black I think than and he me. was fun to watch. And, yeah, but. I can, I can forgive the expansion of the NWO, because unlike a lot of the factions that we see nowadays that try this crap, they actually had an end goal, which mm. was to take over and rename the company NWO. God, I, I thought it was cool when they did the, the Nitro thing. Yeah, you know, that. Yeah. They had a pay per view named after them, which kind of sucked. <laughs> which, yeah, but they had a pay per view right. named after them. So cool. So it was like, and I remember like having that discussion in school a lot. Are they going to actually change the name of the company to NWO? <laughs> Because, because the, With the three of them They can't do that But no. with If everybody turns Then you have NWO I mean you've got At
4: some point There's like 30 something members like, Over Oh sure Over the tenure but, And a lot of those There was like the NWO Japan guys yeah, yeah. Which was An enormous roster And what was cool is Like there was a lot of WCW would send like Scott Norton went over there And never oh, came yeah, back Yeah Buff was right. over
3: there for a while Hall, Nash, Six Did a tour But remember the video games They weren't it wasn't WCW World Tour, uh-huh. it wasn't WCW Revenge, NWO, it was like that was the name of the company, WCW looked, yeah. NWO. Yeah, because yeah. yeah. later the next sold out was do- Snickers
4: Presents WCW slash NWO mm-hmm. sold out. Yeah. And a lot of the pay-per-views started
3: the dual branding for a long time. In, in conjunction with their commercials, all their commercials were awesome. You want to talk about their videos? Because mm-hmm. yeah, these things are so good. I think these were the, probably the most revolutionary things yeah. that they did, Uh yeah. Arguably. Outside of their T-shirt, because that T-shirt, the T-shirt's the best, which yeah. DX ripped off. Yeah, um, NWO never really did the backstage interview. They didn't have anyone yeah. with a, with a microphone in their face for the most part. They did those little videos, which the Shield, like when you look at the the Shield, kind of yes, emulated. they did. Yeah, a little and they came the- from the crowd. Right. We can talk about influences. Yeah. Oh, yeah a little bit later. But yeah, the way the NWO did that, I remember Bischoff talking about that in that documentary that we always yeah. see where he's sitting there in the empty arena match with he, an NWO shirt an on an yeah. An, yeah, where he talks <laughs> about I wanted to do everything different from Vince. He did backstage interviews, I wanted pre recorded interviews. I, he, you know, I wanted to do black and white, I wanted to do weird editing. Have you ever heard the thing where it's either Hall or Nash talks about like the first the first run that they're the first time they recorded the one with all three of them? Like Hogan cuts like a Hogan esque promo. Yeah, yeah. And, that, that and shit don't work. Yeah. I thought that was really fascinating how it's like even he needed to still work on transitioning. And Hogan out. was really different. Mm. And he was great. And, oh, I, it's, it's arguable which version of Hogan's better. Mm. And that's something that's also great about Hogan too. Mm. Is that, well, who's the number one good guy of all time? Well, it's Hulk Hogan. who's yeah. the number one bad guy? It's probably Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Because as, as much as everyone talks about how cool they were and they were the cool bad guys to like, not the kids. No. No. Well, he was. We was, hated him. Yeah, I mean, he still we hated, hated so much heat. And and I think the the cool thing that Hogan did was because you know it's tough when people think of you as the cool heel to like still manage to get heat. He did so by a taking eighty minutes to get to the ring. Yeah. B like wrestling at a minimum mm-hmm. and always just and, and then like when he would wrestle just doing the shittiest crap. Oh, he was wear, a chicken like, shit heel, and, mm-hmm. and, and it was great. Like. A lot of credit to him for that. He changed his whole style. He really did. Except the leg drop. Right. The leg... Yeah. The leg drop's dead. And like
4: how as he got older and didn't feel like picking people up, it went from the body slam to the leg drop to the big boot
3: to the leg drop. Super lazy. So like... And what's fascinating is... So Austin 316 and this formation occur within a month of each other. Mm -hmm. It's really fascinating. So I think the next thing here, the impact on pop culture... Oh, I mean, because this some of you and I talked about when we were in college. Pro wrestling and like what's going on in the world are always in kind of this weird parallel. Sure. Where like mm-hmm. if there is like, for example, the Cold War or the War on Terror, wrestling gets weirdly patriotic. Like it yes, gets behind it like you know a Hogan or a John Cena or something like that. It, there are a lot. There's a lot of that. But but then like when you get to the 90s and there isn't like there isn't this big there is conflict. A war. It's like, well, what's, it's it's almost like the natural thing then is to, well, now we the lines become blurred. Mm-hmm. WWE likes to, and this is only within the last couple of years that I've been reading this, they like to take credit for doing the realistic characters like Austin and DX. They attribute that to the television shows that were coming on at the time that weren't, you know, like the network shows that we would see, but like The Sopranos, stuff right. like that, where it's like, oh, the anti-hero. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yeah, but you're leaving out WCW. Because if anything, they were the ones that did it first. I mean, and, and look at like look at the world. The president of the United States, Bill Clinton, in many ways was the most loved president, and in many circles, the most hated, mm-hmm. just because you know he was slick Willie. Yeah, he got away with everything. He got he away with one. sex in the Oval Office, mm-hmm. and well, that wasn't Hillary. Well, he probably and got away with that about it. And still got away with it. O.J. Simpson has mm. probably killed his wife. Probably. At, <laughs> and I'm just and Ron saying, Goldman it, By the way That doc series is fan 30 for 30 It yeah. is um, This best stuff is After the trial Like how he He becomes like Thug OJ Because well, that's the only well, He moved out of that Yeah because like I guess I didn't He, want he found like Because What everyone loves to show From the OJ trial is The white reaction And the black reaction oh. And like how Like it was the, the great racial divide But then like how He just goes all thug But like The thing that they pointed out Was brilliant was There was a segment of the population that thought it was amazing. This guy got away with it. It was like that's a '90s thing. Like Mm -hmm. it was the embrace, uh, this embracing of villains on the on the highest level in a way that they're good, and that's what ties into wrestling. Yeah, and then that's an influence that's
4: still going on today too. Yes, the the Walter White Dexter. That's what I'm saying.
3: Yeah, and I think that era of TV shows is actually starting to come to an end. It
4: might. Uh, Oh, I definitely think so. But the uh, the, the beginning of that is it the impact on pop culture too is that the NWO got so big as it wasn't just wrestling people. Kyle Petty was an official member of the NWO. Right. Had the NWO. Not just, I'm Kyle Petty, I'm wearing a t-shirt. He drove, because he had the WCW car, or there was a WCW car, and then Kyle Petty started driving the NWO car, and he drove it for a whole year. Yeah. So like he represented them as a company. Kyle Petty. <laughs> <laughs> drink Mountain Dew. Uh, but that kind of stuff. <laughs> the that's just what it was is it was so big and then you would see um, it was one of the first few times I saw celebrities not just there but you would see people wearing NWO shirts yeah, or wrestling yeah. shirts in general but they were wearing NWO yeah. shirts because it was cool because then you get probably their biggest pop culture get
3: Rodman? Rodman. Yeah. Rodman, oh, that's fantastic! It's like it's the best example of them using a celebrity. Um, Him and Carl Malone. Mm-hmm. The the entrance to that Nitro, where they all get out of the limo oh, with man. Hogan's music playing, mm-hmm. is so cool. Is that the one that Rodman skipped? The uh, practice, yeah, which made the news, made the paper the next day. I yeah. reading it. Yeah, and oh. he was fined like 150k, and he's like. It's more fun to be at Nitro. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, it's, wow. Because like, what made that even better is like, he's on Michael Jordan's basketball team, right? Is like, the ultimate the, control, the ultimate like <clears throat> Chicago Bulls. Yeah, yeah. yeah. It yeah, it was perfect. Like, bring that was Ma- badass. <laughs> Bringing Malone in was was a brilliant way to amp that up the following year. Because like, it's weird. Like, '98 is like where the Fisher begins, and yeah. it's like, and by this point, it definitely. I even think by '98, like. It had its run it probably Oh I think it should have ended at Starcade 97 Yeah That's the finale And then like And honestly Because then it becomes the Hogan Savage feud yep. And then the Nash Hogan yeah. feud It sucks to say the 97 part because the Carl Malone Dennis Robbins thing Sorry. is 98 Yeah But at the same time I was pretty over at that point like, Yeah Because that was a year and a half And that's yeah. a hell of a long time for a storyline But the storyline for me worked the S- entire way So when they debuted The Wolf Pack Like I remember Thinking at first Oh cool Like it was neat like, This is an NWO for me Yeah It's NWO light It's NWO, it's NWO, NWO for me. And, and they would intru- They would introduce A new member On every uh, ep- episode yeah. Of the like, show I, Like Lex Luger was. I love that Lex Luger Was like the, rec- the Official recruiter yeah. <laughs> He's the Well he's man. a people person Just <laughs> still And you guys Like just still That <laughs> <whole Viking. laughs> yeah. Yeah. We also have Taco <laughs>
4: Tuesday <laughs> 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 Why don't you come To the NWO Wolf Pack I was told there would be cakes and pies. Is that sound Clark? Yeah. No, yeah. There's, there's no cake and pie. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, Get up and leave. <laughs> just that the, they're the ultimate recruiter, and then there was the. They were going to bring DDP in. Yeah. Yep. And then when he's at the ramp. I, but they
3: brought Sting in. Sting going in That's was so the, dumb. <laughs> How his so face dumb. paint was great. Because Sting's a loner. He should well at least he was when he's the most betrayed it, guy next to exactly Sting. that's why there's no reason for him to do this shit and anymore. Becky Lynch well, Becky Lynch well, she's she's, she's getting yeah close but yeah but I'm beginning to think it's a her problem <laughs> you ever think that if enough people turn on you <laughs> well, well. Eh, you know you might be a dick but <laughs> so it's, so Damn. She, bit her dick off <laughs> oh, <laughs> so, <laughs> Sting someone bit my Sting off. was mo
2: oh,
3: <laughs> oh man. You know, Sting was a lot. He, he peaked when he was by himself. Right yeah. when he did his blackface paint thing, all of a sudden he's I'm got, what, got what blackface paint? Just let the oh shit! <laughs>
4: when he did his crow makeup, he was so over in blackface. <laughs> but right, the crow, crow thing. stung. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> Bad Sting. name Sting. <laughs> uh, the world tour stingers flash. <laughs> <laughs> I hated that
2: oh, I did not yeah. like
3: doing it.
4: Oh. I just, I just throw The thing was, is he, when he was the most over <laughs> is when he was wrestling the least. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely.
0: absolutely. Just wandering around.
3: That's the, why, the like, though, it, it almost seemed like they had to put him in there because, like, well, what else are we going to do with him? Mm-hmm. So, let's put him in the, it's, it put him in the cool NWO. Yeah. So, then that, it was a cool look.
4: Oh, he that looked was great.
3: Mm-hmm. He looked That great. was it. But, Yeah. The, yeah
4: the red and black and then that he, he wasn't a rebel j- anymore the, cool. the music was cool like the music yeah and that music
3: yeah. stayed over for years and yeah. like that music was I mean that was it for them Wolf. yeah that um, <laughs> but then like when they yeah. but then when it all came back together like oh. in 99 finger Poker Dim? finger Poker because then that's in the, the Georgia th- dome well you're skipping before you get to
4: 99 and before you get to Goldberg and like the Goldberg beating Hogan
2: well we do have to talk that
4: cuz it's, it's it's like the here you've had this this group of people that like we're saying just 18 months ago two of them with a baseball bat chased away like 20 professional wrestlers mm-hmm. and then now you've got where Sting was doing guerrilla tactics with Piper and DDP attacking people in the back you've got one guy in Goldberg who just goes out to the ring and demolishes all of them beat Scott Hall and Hulk Hogan in the same night mm-hmm. and and the, the, granted it's the biggest
3: I think it's the biggest night WCW ever had it was a Nitro mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. but it, it felt like a Wrestlemania I mean I, I still remember watching Hell, that, that was almost it. two years of the day later than that mm-hmm. was, was early July of 98, 98. Yeah. yeah also the thing with the NWO I think it's important is uh, I don't know if you were the same way but always hitting the channel recall button with Raw and Nitro but when NWO was at it's peak it was strictly Nitro you know, there was a period of time where I did not watch WWF. Yeah. I, that
4: was during, I like, WWF was kind of copying it, but instead of having one big faction, that's when they were really into the, the I gang game. Really, I mean, By, like, 98, when, I think I... That, oh, well, that, that's,
3: that's different. Because that's what... Yeah, I... am talking 96. Bret Hart yeah. wasn't there. Right. Yeah. Shawn Michaels had his shit going on, I think, with Vader. I think that's who he was feuding with. Beta? No, Now no, Stone Cold, WWF likes to act like once Stone Cold said Austin 316, he became this megastar. Uh-uh. That's not the how next, it happened. I think the next paper, he's in a dark match. Right. He yeah. at, at SummerSlam, he fights Yokozuna in a dark match where the fat fuck falls off the ropes. The ropes break. Yeah. And Austin pins him with a cradle. You know, Austin <laughs> wasn't over. I tricked him. <laughs> I, <yeah. laughs> I loosened that rope. Austin did not get truly over, I think, until, I want to say, Wrestlemania 13. Like, Royal Rumble 97, maybe. Him, well... Oh, the Bret match Him and and Bret Survivor Series, like that. That is a wonderful match, but it's not the... Over, over. I mean, like, he's, like... Austin Mania was not truly happening. Mm -mm. Because, what's funny is listening to, like, the Gore Horseman, they just did, where they did It's Time, that was the In Your House in December of '96. And he comes out twice to just beat up random people. Well, that and it's awesome. But like, <laughs> but like, it was sort of like, damn, like that's a vicious dude, man. Like, you know, it was. It, that's where he started to get that kind of turn. Like,
5: <laughs> check out Stunning Steve.
3: Yeah, <laughs> beating the shit <laughs> out of people. Easter Clean is kicking the shit <laughs> out yeah. of everybody. And that was great stuff. But you know, I remember the October '96 uh, in your house. The opening match is him and Triple H. Mm-hmm. As you know The blue blood Yeah It's a shit match it's Hunter Hearst Helmsley. Hunter Hearst Helmsley It's the best stunner Triple H ever took But you know That's not a match <laughs> So When Sonny they Omega. When <laughs> they reformed After that finger poke And doom, mm-hmm. when they did that And it was Became like It was what it, They called it elite But it was like The white and black well, like, The white was, and
4: red Yeah there, Well there was The NWO elite And then there was The NWO B team Like they literally And that's not They they called themselves The B team They were led by Stevie
3: Ray That's right that's right. He couldn't lead the, the Q team. Like, what's he, he led the B team? I don't remember that. Yeah. because would let him lead, was lead in, my shuffleboard team. NWO Elite was
4: also NWO Hollywood. Well, there was NWO Hollywood, which was them during the Wolfpack era. Yeah. And then when the Elite came through, you were red and black and white was the Elite. And then the black and white was just that. And that was like Stevie Ray...
3: Kurt Henning They they had two great chances To kill Like to end the storyline When Sting won Or when Goldberg won Yep you should, That's where it just needs to And it's fine Because like look Trip, The authority you The authority forward. Ended like When Triple H lost the belt He's been gone since yep. mm-hmm. They just You know You can do that Like I don't understand Like I, I guess it was just like Hold on to Even though the it ended you. When Sting got him Right And right. then it came back Six weeks later and goes, <laughs>
4: Thanks Sting Yeah <laughs> <laughs> But it's like the – because they were there, and then there was like the first not – or the first offshoot besides the Wolfpack being the one Warrior Nation. which still cracks me up because that was – there's so much. I was reading a lot about that, about their – a lot of this alleged backstage that the only reason that they did that was Hogan begged them to let them get it so he can get a big win over him to get the, the Mania back. Because after that happens, it's gone. Like, essentially. And I just love also that it's called the One Warrior Nation, and there are two members.
3: Who was the other member? The disciple. Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> oh God. <laughs> like, I, the only thing brilliant about is oh, NWO backwards. That yeah. was the only thing I loved about it. It was, I mean, was very clever. That was yeah. very. But. The, it, uh, Anyone will tell you a, that Halloween Havoc match is just an absolute travesty. It's a shit match. It's Bischoff specifically, matches. and oh. it does not erase WrestleMania Six. Not even no. close. No. Not even close. That's great. This is yeah. also when God dang oh, it, we got an update. We got an update. available. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Breaking news:
4: <laughs> <laughs> Nukes just, launched. Well, we'll <laughs>
3: just say call this and call this an end. <laughs> this is a serious um, finale. Oh, <laughs> so. Uh, the two thousand era. So, like, when does elite kind of end? Like, does it end like when Hogan turns back to the? Remember, like, in a, by Halloween Havoc, he he was transitioning back. Yeah, he was. It's going away. It, it really stopped. Towards like
4: just it fizzles. There's no real because like end by the time
3: it. we started the podcast with yeah. Halloween Havoc '99, there was no no. They were gone. For, yeah. pretty much. It was like because the elite came through. It
4: burnt out very quickly because it was. Twice the roster, but none of, like, the, the B team couldn't get a win. Yeah. Period. Like, unless it was Saturday night. Um, <laughs> they were even losing on Thunder. Um, what was cool, too, is that the they come in, their first kind of feud, instead of, you know, when they originally run in, they're going to get WCW. Mm-hmm. Their first feud was with the LWO. Oh, yeah. You got to stop. <laughs> it was a, you, okay, we're back. You got to stop now. Which was hilarious.
3: Yeah. Just the fact that you could attach WO to anything to try Mm -hmm. and instantly elevate your stable. Well, it was like that.
4: What's cool is the LWO was based
3: around Real Heat
4: with Bischoff and Guerrero because Guerrero cuts one of these two years before he finally does decide to leave. I'm going to leave and comes out and does a shoot. And then he's off TV for a while. And then he comes back and does this. And this was credited with Jason Harvey of the Wonder Years, is the one who's credited with coming up with Latino World Order.
3: Well, that's weird because him and Bischoff are like really
4: close. Yeah, yeah. and it was cu- supposed to be built around Conan, but it's better. <laughs> that and then Nash was like, "No, we want Conan for the Wolfpack because he was getting over it with that Bowdy Bowdy Rubber." Yeah, so it's like, don't let the guy. No, no, let's absorb I him. Lo-
3: that album. Remember, he's like, "Hey Lex, <laughs> uh, there, there's there's Ranch, there's Caesar, there's Creamy." Those are all dressings. So tonight, I get ready to bow down, toss my salad, and peel my potato. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the album. If you get that that the yes, uh, the album. That's that's. Oh my mm. god, it's, it's terrible. But anyway, so. so I mean, that's there was a lot. Like they're
4: they're gonna kick. They still tried this NWO thing a while, yeah. and then the good thing is, is when they finally let the elite go, and then it fizzles out. Then they jump, like, they give it like five or six months before there's no NWO presence whatsoever.
3: Well, we get Bret Hart running so, the damn But that's thing. what right. comes so back with the 2000s. The late yeah. one. Such a terrible victim of circumstance mm-hmm. on a couple levels. Because remember, like, you, you have Bret, you have Jeff Jarrett, which that's good. I think J- I, I, could Jeff run. Jarrett, uh, that works. WWF the Harris guys. Brothers? All right. Um, you know, take them or leave them. I don't. I, I mean, I, I guess at the time, like, in terms of. If you need a, a hard running tag team <laughs> mm-hmm. in WCW I guess they were it. But the problem is, Brett and Jeff both got injured within like like a week of each other. felt yeah. like because mm-hmm. if
4: Brett's gone, then Jeff's the leader, and then Jeff, Jeff gets, gets hurt, hurt. <laughs> and then so it goes away. Because you had Nash Hall, and we we covered the great right, thing right that right. happened right. with Hall, yeah, and then Scott Steiner. Wait, that's a decent NWO. No, I'm sorry,
3: so you're right. The Harris brothers got added in. Yeah. After the fact That's yeah. right Because then like Jeff Jarrett's running around With With them As a quasi-NWO yeah. It's Jeff The Harris
4: brothers The three NWO girls Medasia Major Guns And some other chick Who I can't find out who If she was ever anything else right. and, But they pulled the Nick Patrick They got the referee This is where we get
3: Slick Johnson Right Which it's Like The NWO 2001, Like Based on its members Like It was a small group Mm-hmm. Could it have worked? Eh, it wouldn't have been as good as '96. No. Could it have been okay? Maybe. Like, it would have been interesting to see Brett run it. That would have been really cool. Because yeah, when well, he ran the Heart Foundation, yeah. And holy shit. It's just so sad that 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 NWO's demise is a victim of circumstance yeah. versus actually like we ran out of ideas and now we're just kind of pulling shit out of our ass here. What whatever.
4: did they have? Uh, what was NWO's 2000s game plan?
3: You know, like did they or right. they? Just, Places like, can show up because I mean it. they they already had like the belts they already had the world title and the U S title I, they might have had the tag I can't remember back to our timeline they had <laughs> they had the well the tag the, those belts were everywhere yeah so but yeah it it's just sad because like what would what would have happened it's hard to say it's really hard to say but um well, they didn't sell t shirts that's for sure because no. the silver and blacks didn't go anywhere no no there's still boxes in, in probably the Phillips the Arena somewhere. <laughs> But um, yeah, it doesn't end here. Uh, no, so like now that we're uh, after you get done with NWO two thousand, like obviously WCW goes away and uh, we go into the invasion. And it it is weird that of all the things that were you could have had the invasion that you figure the one you probably should have at the forefront of a WCW invasion in WWF is the New World Order. And it doesn't come about for a while. And when we talk about it, like I, I don't know how much we should get into it because we're going to obviously be doing No Way Out very mm-hmm. soon. But as we're getting close to it, I guess we can kind of like tease it with it. Did you th- what did you think like when Vince revealed that he was bringing in the NWO to kill WCW? Well, about time. Awesome. Yeah. Or WWF, I'm Yeah, sorry. because the thing about the invasion angle also that would have really helped is if they just waited eight months. Mm-hmm. If they would have just waited out everyone's contract and none of them want to go work a day job, he could have had it just about everybody that we needed. Yeah. Uh, to pull off a, a successful storyline, I was very excited because it was the three of them. And it was yeah. like back to the original NWO and the NWO invading WWF this time. Mm. Oh, incredible. It was really good. And the. well, I, We'll talk about it obviously more. Hogan's promo is amazing. That first night where he comes back, where he okay. has them and then just throws them right that, out. Has yeah, a, yeah, and that's part of the problem with it because. You know, it's so weird how wrestling works because we Hogan's coming back to WWF. All right, but it's NWO Hogan, and not everyone was okay with that. You know, like, we want red and yellow Hogan, which is weird because we did not want that anymore in WCW. But uh-huh. we did in WWF that because it meant something. Thing, that's where that it's, starts to swirl right, up. it meant something different in yeah. WWF. Because I'll be honest, I never thought Hulk Hogan would have wrestled in WWF again. Uh-huh. I, thought, I thought those days were gone. Do you want to yeah. take a stab at the...
4: The WWF version of the NWO? Who were the members? Can you name them? Yeah.
3: yeah. Hulk Hogan, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, Shawn Michaels. Yeah. I, uh-huh. uh, Six, or mm-hmm. X-Pod. x pot Giant. Big Show. Mm-hmm. Um, Booker T. Yep. Nice. Th- wow. Goldust really? was never in because no, they mean. wouldn't let Goldust in. And Ric in. Flair wasn't, <laughs> even though like he kind
4: of... He was their boss. Yeah. Because he was... He were, Drafted them as a unit, right? Which that's right. the greatest thing ever. It's like I draft the entire NWO.
3: So is Triple H the only click member that wasn't in the NWO? Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. Yeah,
4: no yeah. Point. That's that's what was that's what was weird is because there's a lot I was looking to see if he ever did because there was a lot of them trying to get him to join. Yeah, and <clears throat> it just never happened. As well.
3: That's what. Yeah. So I guess like the the way I thought when you put it on there like them going in WWF was just such a, a it's grasping at ratings cuz mm-hmm. WWF at that same time like they had really seen the decline after 2000 after the mid 2001 where it's like we don't have rock this Austin heel thing isn't working the way we might have wanted right. the invasion is a complete disaster what can we do you know what their contracts those those guarantees are coming up let's 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 throw an nwo matches. Yeah because yeah, that was the thing yeah yeah so <laughs> In, in some ways, I, I do give it credit because like bringing it in was cool because we do get that that WrestleMania 18 Rock Hogan match. Mm-hmm. So like, and and the thing is like whether NWO has anything to do with that or not, like that probably doesn't change anything about that match. But that thing is phenomenal, and that is you know as it stands, it is a result of them bringing in the NWOs. We get that match, so that's um, that part's pretty cool it. But then other than that, like all these all these. These ways they, tr- they without calling it NWO, they try yeah. to bring it back with either the Nexus or in TNA the band. The band. It was the oh. band, the man and of the back right? Well, yeah. I, I will say the Nexus was probably the closest for one night. It was for one night for one night. Well, the cool thing is with the Nexus is unlike
4: the NWO, where it's you know these people, you, you didn't know who these people, and a bunch of young upstarts starting a
3: revolution would it could have been really good. Yeah. should have been really good. They shot themselves in the foot that first night when they had to uh, fire Daniel Bryan. Hmm. I, well, I, that that was a big blow. At the same time, like I, th- the fact that they just didn't go over on Cena, like no. they needed well, to no, go no. over. That's Since, the man. That's what kills that. So yes, what was it? Cena. Cena got fired because he didn't. Did he F five all of them at once? There's like ten did. of them. Whether was that one image of him jumping off the top rope, landing on all forty of them, yeah. and they all fall down. Yeah, <laughs> Cena. But so Cena got fired, and then Cena came back the next night on Raw, and basically just was doing the Austin thing, where he would just attack them when they wouldn't see it, and then he was just rehired within a week. Yeah, it, was, just, yeah, it be... was it was bad. But um, but now uh, like and that's what sucks about this Bullet Club thing is like like god damn it, like you you could have done like if there's anything because that's the cool thing about them is like they. They even say we ripped off the NWO. Like yeah. they wholeheartedly embrace it. NWO and DX, all in one, and it works so brilliantly in Japan because like they they epitomize everything that those fans hate in terms of wrestling. They want to see real, just real hard competitive style wrestling. wrestling, and then these guys are coming in like pulling all these cheap shit tactics to win. Lots of run ins, and, and it's and it's brilliant. And the fact that like like I, I have a hard time believing like there's. You're gonna have to really heat the hell out of the club. Do you think it's just a holding in. pattern for the draft? For the split, I, I, okay. So what do you do then? But then, all right, so you pull the trigger at the draft and you draft them all to Raw or SmackDown. What happens then? You bring in Balor. Okay, cool. Mm-hmm. But then like, what's it? What's the thing though, man? Like, because they're never gonna do what we want them to. They're do. They're not getting over on Cena. Mm-hmm. They're going to lose. So now it's like, like you're. If you want to do an NWO thing, they're already dead. Like they feel like they're already dead. And I know, like, it's it sucks to be pessimistic and think, oh, they're just going to fifty-fifty book him. But they are, like, they are. they're going to get this win back, or Cena's going to get this win back. As always, I told you, I would have much rather had Cena beat AJ Styles <laughs> than than have <laughs> AJ it. win the way he won. What did at- you so? What did you think of that match between them? It was great, because except for the ending, because the whole <laughs> the whole thing about that match that I thought was so interesting was AJ was outsmarting him. Does he say he he ain't shit? Yeah, Yeah. this this is all he is. The five knuckle shuffle that Cena did was that's the best one he's ever done. Where he he doesn't do it, he he just doesn't do it. He's so tired, he just dropped the fist. I was like, that's so interesting. Mm -hmm. AJ has got his number, but he needs help. At the very end, he hasn't needed help this entire time. It was it was insulting. Yeah, (laughs) to be honest, the promo the next night was very well crafted because. It started off like you didn't, you couldn't gauge the level of sincerity in his like apology or whatever. Mm-hmm. But then, like by the time they finally revealed, it was like that's cool. Like the, it wasn't it was just in your face from the start. So, but again, like it, it all comes back the impact that NWO. Like now, like it's it, it sucks it like we were I, maybe it sucks we we're conditioned to think like that the Bullet Club was going to be like the new NWO. We're conditioned to constantly want a, a new version of the NWO. Yeah, but, but we're, that we're never gonna get. It. Which, you know what do you, like, is it what is it that you want though? Like if not want a, a shake up. I yeah. mean that changed WCW. If if Cena had joined, if Cena had joined the club, it'd been like their third guy, it would have been it it would be so cool right now. Mm-hmm. Because it'd just be like this is now we're finally gonna get the John Cena that we've wanted all these years. do yeah. you
4: think that's how what should have happened is you see the guys come out and you're thinking, Oh great, they're gonna help AJ, they're going and then they turn and start beating shit out of AJ and then Cena goes mm-hmm. The future has to go through me, and the future stops here. And then you got like the club keeping,
3: helping him keep other yeah. people down. I was thinking either that or you know you had the Shield reunite to battle the Club, mm-hmm. and who's their third guy? And it's John Cena, and he turns on WWF. That's and a joins mania him. main event. Oh yeah, yeah. Like but that, that would headline mania. The problem now though is like the Club can't even win the tag titles in a four way. <laughs> right. It's like, which I'm totally with Martin on that. Mm-hmm. But why he hates those 14 yeah. tag matches. Why would you tag anyone other than your partner? It doesn't make any sense. Especially because it's not elimination. Well, it's no, not if it's elimination, eliminated. then you try not exactly. to get tagged. Exactly. Yeah. That, but um, to wrap it up, I guess, like, I mean, we've kind of already said, like, the impact is... Mm-hmm. The, the NW influences. We're always waiting for it to kind of come back in a in a way or whatever, but, it, man, was it... it Even more so than just factions, it really did revolutionize, like, Heels became good guys. They became faces.
4: And this is when it, all, it it became cool to parody, like in wrestling.
3: Before then, you didn't
4: not just them, but like the the promos that they would do when they would come out dressed as it's like, like the horse horseman. Oh my god! And then when D e when you know Sean Waltman goes to WWF and comes D, you know X Pac, and then they start doing the same thing, but with the Nation and then the Corporation. Yeah. Those are great. And then ECW doing their version of it with the BWO the Blue World Order. Yeah, Blue World Order Japan is. My favorite. I didn't know that existed. Even though it was just still an ECW. There's also what, the Juggalo World the Order. The Juggalo yeah. World Order. Do you know who all was in the Juggalo
3: World Order? I'm gonna guess Vampiro. Right. Really. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Take a guess. Um, the Insane Clown Posse. Okay. Well, yes. <laughs> that's
4: but that's like pretty like this is much the <laughs> wrong. Wrong. <laughs> this is what. This is what's crazy. The Juggalo World Order. In addition to Vampiro and L.A. Blanchard, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> the Juggalo Order had Kevin Nash, oh. Sean Waltman, oh, God. Scott Hall, really Sid Vicious, and DDP. All well, at one time. Uh, no, they were like. Who <laughs> were they battling? Like, this I, I was reading because I read. <laughs> yeah, I was reading on it. They were they were fighting like just the you know Juggalos, I guess. But it was like
3: they were They're, faces. They're bad like David Lee Roth.
2: Just
4: I saw that and I was like, I was reading about it. And it's interesting to read. I was like, there's no way in hell to want to watch this. Thank you for condensing this into a paragraph for me. <laughs> <laughs> <God> <laughs> on Wikipedia. But what got me, I was like, "Wait, they were actually there? And they were like full-blown yeah. using the NWO theme song yeah. and everything. It was
3: <laughs> no cease hilarious. and desist or anything. <laughs> And this was just 2006. That's pretty uh, bad if WWF isn't going out of their way to try to get you to take your shit down. It's like, <laughs> Go you're ahead. You're nothing. You're less than YouTube <laughs> <laughs> right now. Oh, Jesus Why Christ. don't you put your little matchup on MySpace and uh, have nice an nicely? <laughs> <That's awesome. laughs> wow. But um, any anything else? Kind of to wrap it up. Any final thoughts you want to throw out there for it? I just
4: it's something that's that's. Do you think the the NWO is bigger than the Horsemen? Yes.
3: yes, I think. Uh, okay, that's a good that's a good. Start a point. Is the NWO the greatest stable of all time? Uh, I mean, in terms of the business, yes. I yeah. think they changed. Like, the Horseman, is uh, in terms of the wrestling quality, un- can't touch that Not them, right. But, I mean, the does, NW- does there, I mean, their storylines with Dusty, they're great storylines. Did they change the business? No. I don't think so. They were great money makers, but yeah. over over time, NWO. The NWO is what really kick-started the boom period yeah. mm-hmm. of wrestling in the late 90s. No, it's not the Attitude Era. It's the end of no, year. that is the, well, I would say that it's is the Attitude Era for this. Exactly. Mm-hmm. exactly. Without calling it that. Right. right. And wrestling hasn't been the same since. So, yeah, when we got so annoyed with Cena, you know, 10 years ago, it was because, like, this is like 20-year-old kind of uh, way of thinking here. Like, with the, with these stories. And I get it, you gotta appeal to kids, but it's like, we're past this, you know. It's, it seems like a 14 steps backwards, man.
4: Wow. it's a great way to put it.
3: Yeah, well, that, that was my whole thing. It, it seemed like wrestling regressed at some point. And granted, now, I like it more now than I have in a long time. And a lot of that is because of yes. NXT, Kevin Owens, guys like that. But at the same time, it's like, Cena... Here's the thing. People who say he can't wrestle, I think that is bullshit. I think Cena is a pretty damn good wrestler. But the problem is... Like WWE is a lot different now than it was mm-hmm. like two or three years ago maybe even a year ago and for him to survive in this kind of climate or to be even remotely interesting when we have all of this great talent that's in there I think he needs to do something different now yeah, more than he, ever I, I was, that was one thing I there felt there is a place for him he came out for Money in the Bank and watching the match and then even his promo on Monday or this past Monday here he feels so out of place he does he doesn't feel like he is belongs in there at all much like Hulk Hogan felt in wrestling in the mid '90s, mm-hmm. was like, like that that guy, that guy in the red and the yellow, and say your uh, say your vitamins, Which take your still prayers. Got this this I'm just kidding, yeah. but you know all this stuff. Like, yeah. like, where are you going to go next? And he made a brilliant choice, mm-hmm. and that's why it's like. You know, like, I, I get the merchandise thing, but clearly even Hulk Hogan still got a hell of a lot of merch. Like, his Hollywood Hogan shirt. Yeah, remember that thing, thing was thing? cool. That, that thing was a, was, a that was a cool badass, badass shirt. So you're telling me that you're afraid John Cena's still not going to be able to push merch? Shit, that's a stupid... You can't. Yeah, and they're also that. saying that, well, if we turned him heel, so to speak, he's still going to basically get the same reaction. Like, that's what they're saying. I, and I, 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 the people who hate him will like him, the people that like him will hate him. And it's like it won't benefit really anybody. And like, I well, then why not try it? Exactly. Just <laughs> put your money where your mouth is and fucking do it, yeah. and then we'll see who's like if it's really correct. Because to me, like the they, majority of people who are still going to wrestling events are adults. Yeah, like, they okay. take their they may take their kids, but there's still more adults than there are children. Right. That thing is gonna and, boom. And the other thing people. is Cena being this kid friendly character. This is it's the same thing with Hogan. By the time like ninety five ninety six rolled around, most of the kids that grew up with Hogan in the 80s and early 90s, or, had grown up. Right. Yeah, so it's the same amount of time with Cena. But yeah. what's weird, though, is that un, I think, unlike Hogan, with
4: the kid, like, my age, because, I mean, that was right before I turned 16, to see Hulk Hogan go bad, I'm like, holy shit. Um, the, the thing is, is Cena's, and there's so much saturation with WWE, is that they're just new 8-year-old Cena fans every day. They're not going to grow I mean, there may be 8 year old, you know, turning into 16-year-olds, but... There's still so many more, and they just feed into it, and they won't stop. I mean, who else do you think could replace him though as a babyface?
3: I could, you know, when I could see it though. Well, it could have been Daniel Bryan. Did, if, if the only other trigger, the only other time, sort of like when Austin beat Rock and flipped the switch at I If he if he would break Ric Flair's record, mm-hmm. that's when I could see than logically doing the heel turn. Because it would be like the most... Oh, it's great. He's the the, the great ambassador of, of professional wrestling for children. <laughs> and then he's all of a sudden just flips it as soon as he wins that belt. And then that last title run is just your Hollywood Hogan run. Honestly, the more I watch Sami Zayn, mm-hmm. the more I could see this guy could be the top babyface. Oh, absolutely. Easily. He has a Bret Hart quality about him, but he also has... Like an underdog quality, he's the Daniel Bryan that you don't need to cultivate. He's there; right. you've yeah. already got a natural, he's easily cheerable, yeah. right? Yeah, and he's got a great in-ring presence, and he's got a great look. And he mm-hmm. makes that stupid-looking hat work. Like yeah. when he comes down, to it. I hate that hat. They don't they don't like the the boy hat. No, so I don't like that hat. But um, all right, so let's wrap it up because next, all right, so next episode of the podcast will be back to our 2002 timeline as we're entering 2002. Right. It's the Royal Rumble. it's gonna be a great it's because we're building towards um we're building towards our season finale where we go to toronto toronto for wrestlemania 18 um so it's got us the road to wrestlemania has got to start at the rumble so that's where we're going to be headed next so that'll be out um you know a week or so after this one and everything so it's first
4: rumble right we're covering yes Mm -hmm.
3: which will be a lot of fun so in the meantime please continue to download Subscribe and um, rate, review on iTunes. It helps get the word out for the podcast to everyone. We're on Twitter, at NewBloodPod. Um, we're also on Facebook, New Blood Rising Podcast. Our Gmail, to get in touch with us, is NewBloodRisingPod at gmail.com. I'm at WilliamRinkin83. I'm at the Jason Kiesler. What? I'm at CM underscore Stabs. We'll see you guys in Atlanta, Georgia for Royal Rumble 2002. The show, show, show's and